You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a really, really fun one for you all today. I got Don Dalby with us. Don, thank you for being on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Jason. No problem. Thank you for being. It really, really means a lot that you have taken the time to to be on the show. And you're an interesting, interesting woman. Um, you know, I like I like the take <laughs> that you're you're taking on finances, which finances is usually mm-hmm. very dry. Very, you know, boring, black and white, not fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love, yeah, I, yeah, right. I love the the vibe that you're taking on it, which we'll get really, really into. Um, but I want to introduce you as you know, you're a certified financial planner. Um, you're a well, you're a wealth and wellness expert, or a wealth wellness mm-hmm. expert, and an author of a book that is coming out in or that came out in April of 2023, April. and yeah. super, super exciting. So. I want to get into, you know, we're going to get into really, really deep about the book and, and, and the whole theme and the vibe on the book about wellness and finances, because that's yep. something that really is new, uh, obviously out there. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I haven't heard that. So I'm excited for this conversation, but I want yeah. to get into, you know, your story, how you became a certified financial planner and like what led you to the path of the wellness side of finances, which is super interesting. So let's, let's, let's get into it. Well, you probably think someone like me would never get into finance, right? Cause I, it, and that's what prevented me and stopped me for so many years is I've been in the business for 24 years. Um, cause I was like, I don't fit the mold. I don't fit the profile. I'm not uber analytic. Um, I love numbers though, but I love human beings. And, um, but I really got into the business because I was suffering financially. Like I'm, I remember. I grew up in it. Well, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin and then moved to Minneapolis. And I, I remember driving around these big uh, suburb, you know, these, these communities in these suburbs of Minneapolis. I'm like, how do they afford these five, $600,000 homes or $800,000 homes? And, you know, I was in my mid twenties and I'm just like, my gosh, I just need to expose myself to a different environment. But I was, I was jealous and I was comparing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want to grow my wealth because I grew up with a mom that had a lot of anxiety around money and was clueless about it. And a dad who was, let's just say he liked to save money. Right. And so I had this yin and yang going on in my childhood with the messages around money. And I'm like, why do I feel so limited and stuck? I have this big personality. So I just needed to figure out money. Um, and I almost didn't get into the business. But what I realized is when I got into becoming a financial advisor, not until I was age 30, um, wow. that I realized this is really about this is really about people. Like you can be really good with numbers, but it's really about helping people with their money and their financial plan, their investments. I mean, we do everything. Their, you know, the retirement plan, their investment plan, their insurances, everything. Their tax planning. Um, and we even file our clients' taxes. But so we do everything. But what I real realize is over 20 years of sitting in one-on-one client meetings is that at every wealth level, we have this relationship still with money. And a lot of times who we are as human beings gets exemplified 
bigger, the more wealth we have. So if you have anxiety and fear and you have more money, you're going to experience more of that. If, you know, if, if you're a a hole and have money, you're going to be a bigger a hole. If you are a really nice person, you know, we just, money's ourself, really. It's our vibe. And so what I realized is that, gosh, uh, like I was one-on-one with people, but I realized like I have all this energy And I was teaching the millionaires to become multimillionaires, which I still love to do. But what I've done now is develop a team. I'm the CEO of a multimillion dollar investment firm. And I've hired people that are brighter than me to do the one-on-ones with the clients. And now I get to break out and do one-on-many so I can scale my business and help the people that don't have the millions yet that want to have the millions, but they don't have the right access to people like me that, that are certified financial, you know, a certified financial advisor that, um, that I'm a fiduciary. Like most people that don't have wealth, don't have access to our type of credential credentials and, um, tenure in the business. So I was just like, my gosh, I just, you know, 20 years one-on-one great, but now I really want to help more and more people not only build their wealth, which is the technical part. I don't know. This is a long answer, Jason. I'm almost done. Oh, it's done. great. It's great. Um, but like not just helping them build their money because the technical part about having a financial plan and building money, that's actually easy. But what really gets really exciting is when you worth on your internal wealth, which I call your worth. When you work on your worth and build your self-esteem, and work on your, that internal security and the financial security at the same time. Like that is when life gets pretty magical. And I've experienced it through my own pain and my own growth. And now I'm here to teach the world about when you really merge the two, that's when life gets to be fulfilled and exciting and fulfillment or, you know, what I just said, fulfillment is, and that's my trademark brand is called live wealthy the w-e-l-l-t-h-y i i love that and i love your take on it that there's so much more to money i mean people like you say like the money's root of all evil and you know but but i 100 percent agree with you that like it it just it amplifies what you are who you are but no one ever pays it really much attention to the emotional side of money and and even when you're doing financial planning it's extremely boring and just very numbers and like there's not a lot to it but when you help a client like when you help a client do more than just oh here's you know here's a piece of paper read it it's you know it's a 20 page document and here's what everything that's going on and blah 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 blah. like i have people come to like i have investments everywhere and i tend to gravitate towards the ones that i have a relationship with that are actually there's there's a person behind the report like there's actually like a personality there and they're having but they care about me more on a level than just like a black and white numbers. And I think it's really interesting that like you've gone really, really f- deep into this, like on like a psycholo- like, like a psychological level, yes. right? Which I love, mm-hmm. like I'm super into that. Um, like where, I guess, you know, when it starts with people managing money, like where do they start messing up or normal people maybe in your position, where do they start messing up when they, when they stop making it about the client or stop making it about the person or they're just more worried about everything else besides helping an individual? Because really, like how you help them financially is you help them, like you said, internally. Right. Well, what I have seen in the business over two decades 
is that there's advisors out there that are just because they haven't dealt with their own internal issues. Like they haven't done personal development and pushed through their pain and analyze all, all of that, that they live in this scarcity mindset. And what happens is I find a lot of advisors don't really give their clients the truth. And the truth is, is that yes, you can spend your money. And yes, you can pull out more of your portfolio, but advisors don't want to say that because they make money off of the money, right? right. And so that we haven't always been honest with our clients of like, oh my gosh, like go spend your money or you're not going to run out of money. And, and just like taking the complexity out of money and making it real, um, it's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. If you, it, you know, if you, you have the ta if you understand or have someone that you trust that can teach you or look out for your tax diversification and your investment diversification, you know, then your money can, your money should be working equally, if not harder for you than you do for it. But I think that's where we've gone wrong in our, in our, in the financial like broker world, right? Where we're managing clients' investments is because we ourselves the haven't worked on the psychological part of right. money and realizing that people equal money is just a tool. It's really money is just a tool. And so many times we feel like money controls us, but the reality is, is we control it with our, it's all about our behaviors and our actions. Right. And so it's really like hel helping clients understand that wealth is 80% psychological and 20% technical. Wow. That, 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 that's fast. Uh, let's go into that a little bit more because I think mm -hmm. that's really fascinating because more, I mean, I believe, like we always say, like, you know, we own a bunch of dealerships and I always say like, you know, margins a mindset, like it's all a mindset, how much money we make is a mindset. And yeah. You know, in, I, but I don't think I've ever really thought about it in much more than, you know, with, with maybe my team and my employees about that. So what are some things like, like, let's get into the psychology behind, you know, that, like, yeah. let's, let's, let's go into that about, you know, how, like the energy, cause I know like, you know, I've heard like, you know, the money's emotion, like, or energy, right? Like mm -hmm. there, you know, you give money, it's energy and this and that, but there's, there's more. And then you got the Dave Ramsey and it's like, if you pay with cash, it's pain and like. Like, let's go into the psychology behind that. Yes. Um, the psychology around money is that most of us, because of how we were raised, depends on your age. But remember, our grandparents went through the depression, right? So they literally lived a scarcity time, right? right. And we're so advanced now that, yeah, are we going to be in a recession? Sure. Are we going to, you know, yeah, do we have contraction? Um in the economy, sure, sure. All of that external stuff is just noise. And it's all, life is all about, like you said, it, it, your margins are a mindset, right? Life is all about what you think, how you think about life and that external noise and how you react to that external noise that's happening. So let's say you're in your dealership, like let's say margins aren't great. Right. Right. So then we have to literally technically fix the issue. How are you going to technically fix the issue? Because it always can be fixed. Right. Money can be fixed. What happens is that we come at it from a different um, from a, a, a different limiting belief or a limiting view of how it's possible to fix that margin. And I truly believe like 
Some people do have a spending problem, but I believe so many of us just have an income problem. Like we're afraid to go after the ask. We're afraid to like think bigger of what's possible in our life. We're, 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 we're limited about like what that expectation is in our life. Like we should be raising the expectation in our businesses of what's possible because we can help more people. And I think that's like, it's that mindset around money that really gets us stuck. You know, I just literally got off a retreat in Sedona with 25 beautiful, successful women. And I got to do one-on-one again with these women. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they are powerhouses. They are bad ass, like bringing everything, right? Bringing everything to the table right. in their personal life, in their business life, but their money is being lazy. Wow. And I'm like, why is that? Like, and, and it's because... Um, I do think they're just maybe not getting the right type of advice or they're, they're living in this world of, I made some bad decisions and now I can't like, like save enough money for my future. And we just got to educate them. And that's where we get to the technical part. Like we got to educate people. The money game is really about reducing your taxes. Right. It's figuring out really how to reduce your taxes and committing a percentage of your income. So once, you know, when you, pre, when you commit a percentage of your income to grow your future, that helps reduce your taxes. It's all, you know, it's this comprehensive approach that, that it's a tax diversification and a saving diversification at the same time. But when you figure out those two, it's really 20% of the problem. Then it's like, really, what are you going to do to take action? Are you going to take action on making more income or improving your margins or, or, you know, how leadership, right? How do, how do we lead your whole platform is about culture, right? right? How are you leading your business? Because when you make one different mindset shift, like that's the only, like the, sometimes it's just that one thing that you need to do to make a huge impact financially for your employees, yourself and the world. Right. No, it's so powerful because generally, especially with people generally, like the more punches you take it like some people get less aggressive right um i mean you, i guess you contribute to like box like boxers them like they're trying to fight the entire time right until the bell rings but i i i see sometimes in business when people keep taking hits or they take financial losses or something happens they get more and more conservative and they back themselves up more and more and more and more and more and they're playing more defense than going and getting the income like you just said like oftentimes like with us like if we're you know, we're like the, our, our RV industry is in a very interesting time, but it's not really like our company, you know, we're losing or, you know, we've lost money and different things. But like, yeah, I look at everybody sure. like, look guys, it's not an expense problem. Like we didn't go expend extravagantly. It's an income problem, but because we're not having enough income, there's not enough like gross profit. So then, you know, that's how we pay everybody. So we have to adjust accordingly, but we have to go out and be aggressive. Like I'm, I'm going to die trying. I'm going to go every single day and hustle and do everything I, I can to to get the revenue and focus, you know, that like, that's where I can't save my way to a million. Now I got to be conservative, um, you know, and make sure that I care and that I'm not being reckless. Right. Um, and maybe, mm -hmm. maybe conservative right. is not the right word. It's more not being reckless, but I find so many people that are like, no, oh, I'm just going to like huddle and, you know, sit in this corner. And I'm like, why? Like we, you can take hits sometimes you're going to take losses. Like I, I've never heard of anybody that's in of any wealth. I mean, even investors or especially real estate investors. I mean, they took it on the chin in 2008. And they, they're, you know, some are kind of taking it on the chin now, but it's how it's the mindset be like, Hey, I, I'm going to work my way through it. And that's, it's funny. Cause I've had an entire yeah. culture shift in our company right now, but my, my mindset has shifted just in the last like month, maybe three weeks. 
and right. I'm having the most because fun. Because it's how you react, yeah. right? It's all, it's about how you react. I love the boxing analogy. And now I'm looking at those big guns that you have. <laughs> um, like I, 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 I'm obviously not a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> the guy using the boxer analogy. I love that, oh, but yeah. it is true. It's all how you react and, and get creative. Like so many times in business, we, we get so serious. We take ourselves so serious and we get, we get stressed out. We all get stressed out about money. Even, you know, me being an expert with, technically financial planning and wealth management, right? I'm an expert there, but I still, you know, we still go through periods of stressful situations, but it's really about how do you react to that situation and how do you non-emotionally make really good decisions with your money when you're in an emotional time, right? Because money is very emotional. So how do you have that non-emotional decision-making so you can get through those hard times? Because life is, I mean, we all have it. I have two teenage daughters. They're both going to college this year. And I'm like, oh my God, girls, not only are you expensive, like, you know, like I got all these, like all these extra bills. And sometimes I even go, oh, right. But there's like, no, wait, it's all how I react to it. And then when you act appropriately and you're in the right mindset, you make better decisions. 100%. And that's what it is. Money's all about decision-making. Right. 100% comes out. I mean, I've been in 10,000 client meetings. I watch people build their wealth. I give advice around it. It 100% comes down to your decisions. It's not, do I have large cap, mid cap, small cap? You just have a diversified portfolio. You know, it comes down to your decisions around your taxes and making decisions that are not going to be out of um, fear and not making decisions out of greed, because those two things are going to kill you 100% of the time. Right. No, I, I couldn't so agree more. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that because it's usually like, so the guy mentor of mine uh, one time said, when, when you're in your stress zone, you're losing money and you're just making yeah. bad decisions and rash decisions and you're right. not thinking about it. And so, um, you know, prior when I was a little bit younger, I would be more reactive instead of respond to different situations. Mm-hmm. And I think like, oh my gosh. And so sometimes like it sounds kind of silly, but it's kind of like my thing is if I have crazy stress going on and I need to make big decisions, I like, I love golf. I golf way too much. So I'll, I'll literally sometimes go golf, leave my phone and just think and like me and like kind of get out of that stress zone. And I feel like so much clearer and I'm like, Hey, like I, I can operate in this realm, but sometimes it's just kind of exiting getting things, but I don't feel like a lot of people. And like that fills my energy back up because, and sometimes in those uncomfortable situations, like your energy is just getting drained. And I think it's important to fill that energy back up in a positive way with positive energy. And then you can work yourself through these situations, but it's when you're constantly reacting. And then you, then I've seen like where people snap and they make a crazy. And then like, you're like, what just happened? Like, I like what's going on. So I love what you're saying. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, I notice a difference between, you know, men and women were different beasts. Um, and we need each other, by the way, it's not women bashing, not men. like we need each other. Right? right. And so, so many times like women are taking over the world. Yeah. But we, we need each other. Right. Um, but here's the interesting thing is what I've learned, like what I've witnessed from a behavioral perspective, our guys tend to like successful men are chasing bottom, like money, money, money. It's all money. So they have a lot of money because that's their focus. Right. But I'm not sure that they're fully fulfilled and happy in life. And I believe, especially, you know, I'm 52 years old. Like at, when you get in you, your fifties, you it's like, like you're that way. Oh, <laughs> like when you're saying you had two, girl. You said we had two, uh, two daughters in college. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, two two daughters in college. I I married my high school sweetheart. We've been together for thirty six years. I mean, wow. crazy, right? Congrats! But I do live my message. I do live my message and the live wealthy message. And you need money and you need the internal worth as well. Um, but you know what it comes down to is that I have because wit- I'm in a I'm in a good old boys club industry. There's more, you know, fourteen percent of us, up to twenty percent, depends on the study, are females. Eighty um, percent mm. are males, and so I've been able to watch and witness the differences. And so many times I find like men are just chasing that dollar, and I'm like, okay, there's two things that need to happen. Number one, you need to understand the tax ramifications, right? So to maximize your, we all want to maximize our income, but to really maximize your income, it's either more income, more sales, more marketing, or it's getting more out of your existing income. And that's through tax minimization. That's one thing. But another thing is, is like really fully understanding yourself. And I think that can be girly. Like men are like, Oh, I don't want to do my core value exercise, or I don't want to do my you know, like the, the feminine side of being a man and really understanding myself. But what happens when you do that, you realize that your time is just or more valuable than your money. And you understand that, yeah, you want more money. We all want more money. We want more experiences, but you chase the right, I call it the right type of dollar that, that is going to really give you, because at the end of the day, we all just want to be fulfilled and content and happy. And so many times we think chasing more money, uh, it's going to get us the faster car, the, you know, the bigger, this, the better golf clubs that, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I love materialistic stuff. I love material stuff too. I love it, but it's about being smart with it. Right. And, and really aligning your time and money. So you make better decisions with the short time you have on this planet. Right. No, I love that. And there, cause there's so much to, there's, there's so much more to, you know, life than just things. Things are great. Um, but it's even the emotional side of what it can bring, right? Like, you know, what, what can the golf mm-hmm. cubs bring, you know, good times in a course or what can money bring in family vacations or the house or the mental, like, yes. hap- like, yeah. Like, you know, I always say like, you know, people always joke, Hey, money can't buy happiness. I'm like, well, it's bought my wife a lot of purses and she seems super happy when she, when she gets them. But yeah. like, that, I mean that, but, but it's not everything to her. Like she just appreciates him and loves him, but it's that, like that, that emotional exchange. And then it's mm-hmm. a kind of a thing like, yeah, I, I bust my ass to, to, to mm-hmm. do what I do to be able to give her and provide and do different things and go on different trips. Um, but like I've, I live in a, you know how my dad was super they made a lot of money but was super super conservative like we didn't take a family vacation for like 15 years after they started their business and me i'm a little bit opposite i'm like hey like let's live live life a little bit because i yes. never know when like, i've lost a few friends which i'm only 29 years old but like i've lost a few friends and it's kind of weird of like it really it could happen to anybody i mean you always think oh it's going to be you know i'm not going to lose any friends in time way way older but no it's been it's been, it's been weird losing them, but now I'm like, you don't know when every day, any day is going to be your last, but it's just being, it's, it's just living your best life, but then being, you know, not reckless and being smart with it, but just having, like, I, I was like, just have fun. Like, just, just have fun. Don't be stupid. Just have fun. Right. But it's, again, it comes down to the decisions, right? right. It's like not blow all your money, but if you really have a financial plan and do it right, you can a hundred percent live for today and still plan for tomorrow. Right. 
A hundred percent, but people just don't do it because they don't take the step back to have a financial plan. And when you don't have a financial plan, then you're making mistakes right. and those mistakes are costly. Right? right. But I, I would never, I do not buy into the camp of, you know, having no debt. I don't buy into the camp, like no credit card debt. Okay. Like, like no credit card debt. I buy into that camp a hundred percent, but, right. but like I have a huge mortgage debt. Like I'm paying 2.79% on my house and I'm so glad I have debt on my house. Right. And so (laughs) I believe in debt. I believe in not like, I believe in living, like live your life, but you can have the right type of alignment and balance for sure. Right. Um, yeah. If you're chasing it and making good decisions the right way. For sure. So let's talk about the book. Um, yeah, I love your, love your take on it. Like, and we're talking about, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of this is in the book, but like, let's, Let's get into it because I think that's such a powerful thing that, you know, especially like, you know, anybody, but I'm going to be selfish in, in my listeners right now that, that can, yeah. you know, we talk about money a lot on the show. We talk about success. We talk about, you know, culture. We talk about that, but like, like the, the, the wealthy, you know, or in the wellness behind money is, is, is a new, is a new thing, right? Like, I feel like it's, you know, yeah. not, it's not really talked about very much. So, I'd love to really get in into the book and really, cause I'm, I'm excited to, to, to grab a copy of it and, and read it because I think it's, I think there's so much like, like it's, it's hard to, like, I don't, I hate to say like money is, but there's so much value having what you say is power over the money or like you control it. Like you, yeah. you make those decisions with your mind. So let, let's get into the book. Yeah, that is, that is so true. I mean, it, it, living wealthy is really about you being in charge of your wealth. And I take people through a process in the book. And it's not just a reading book, because that would be boring as hell as well. Right. It's a workbook. Like You could actually get your pen out and start marking and doing the exercises. But I take people through a, um, it's a three-step process where you own it, earn it, and grow it. And when, um, the grow it part is the financial plan. Right. And I couldn't get too technical in the book because that would bore everyone to hell. Um, but it's really about the grow up part is just have a financial plan, work with a fiduciary. You know, I give advice in there. Don't get me wrong. There's detailed advice, but it's not textbook advice, but how do you have a financial plan and the things you need to look at to technically grow your money? However, the own it and the earn it before you get to the grow it is really, the secret sauce, the secret to success with money. And owning it is really about owning all that is you. And there's six key elements to that. It's owning your your purpose. We all have a purpose. It's owning your vision of where you're going with your purpose. It's owning your goals, your financial and life goals. It's understanding your strengths. So you can make your income in alignment with your strengths. It's understanding your core values so you can spend your money in alignment with your core values. And then it's about understanding the thing that we don't want to talk about is our weaknesses. Like, what are they? Right. Right. And so and it's not to improve them. It's being aware of them. And so what happens then when you own all those six key elements you really understand yourself. And that's what this is about is truly understanding who you are as a well human being and then build upon your financial plan based on who you are. And what happens then when you understand your weakness, that's going to, then you're going to understand how to earn it because that's, I I call this section of the book, earn it because it's, it's earning like it, 
earning is hard, right? We got to earn an income. We got to earn the right. We got to earn this. We got to earn that. It's hard. And that's the, that's the personal development. It's your mindset and your emotions and how you react to all the BS noise that's happening in our life that we all have on almost a daily basis. We all do. If we're going to be honest with each other, right? We all have shit that happens on a regular basis. So it's like, how do you earn the right to live at this elevated life life? And it teaches people how to really understand, you know, what's limiting you and what's, you know, how you're reacting to life because it all comes back to your weakness. Your weakness is how you're reacting to all, all of those things. So when you really understand what it takes to earn it, then the grow it, it's the, the financial plan is actually easy. Right. That that's so fascinating. Cause oh, I want to ask you a question. How how resistant have you found people to be on actually wanting to find their weakness? I feel like I feel like generally people like to live in this happy la la land and then they're like, nope. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and they de- deny the truth sometimes. And I always tell people yeah. like own your yeah. truth. So how resistant yeah. are are people? Because like that's obviously like a, the, a key, key, key part of what, you know, you're mm-hmm. talking about and what the, what the book is about and what, you know, finances are about, right? How resistant yeah. are people to that? I would say they're, I don't even know. I think subconsciously they're resistant, but I think when it, when they start to like do the work of owning it, they realize, and how I lay it out in the book, like we all have weaknesses. We are born with them. Right. So why are we shying away from them? I don't believe I, I'm born with impatience. I don't <laughs> believe that I should go to a hundred masterminds and a hundred courses on how to improve my impatience because I'm never going to be good at it. It's part of my DNA, right? right? But I can be aware of it when that gets in the way of me building my wealth and my worth. And it has gotten in the way. So uh, people, so what I teach people, what it really comes down to is that when you own that shit, when you own your weakness and you can walk up to someone and say, I suck at this and I'm not good at that. When you own that, then what happens is it builds your self-esteem. And that's what this, that's what this money, it's all about self-esteem. And I believe so many of us, if you look at, look at the world and it's the toxic part of our world, when you start looking at like, like unfolding the why behind the why behind the why it's because we're insecure human beings and we're not told that we're okay or good enough. And it, you know, it, and we're never like good enough because I always believe we have to continue to grow and learn. I'm never going to stop doing that, but it's about being comfortable in the weakness, being comfortable, still having that self-esteem. Like I am really good, even though I don't have X, Y, and Z, but that is not going to stop me from achieving what's really important. So, um, resistant, sure. But I actually think that if people are really interested in learning about it, I think people come out and are okay with their weakness. It's just that we, we hide it so many times, right. yeah. you know, cause we want to put our big guns out there. We want to like <laughs> look good and this and that, like, you know what, you know, F you like, show me, show me what you're not good at. Show me how I can help you. And, and when you start to admit that, here's the beautiful thing. We're talking about weakness and money. Oh my gosh. When you start to like hone in on that, maybe not improve it, be aware of it. Like I said, right. that's when you're like, Oh, 
that's where I made a bad mistake. And that's where I was a bad decision because I was too impatient and I didn't wait for X, Y, and Z. And I got emotional in my weakness. And that's where I effed up. Right. And that's what, that's what I want people to understand and, and be comfortable. Like that's what we just want people to, um, be enough and have enough. Right. right. And that's the, the story of living wealthy. I, I love that. And you know, we, especially with younger people, um, and I would say even like the millennial generation, I don't know what, what years they are, but you know, like I would say 40, 40 and younger, we, we get caught and it, well, maybe anybody, we get caught like trying to compare ourselves to other people. Um, always like Instagram Everybody. scrolling and seeing, you know, this person's success, that Everybody. person's success. Yep. Like I, like I, I've felt like it numerous times. Like I've, I've had people on the yeah. show that are super young, making a ton of money. And I'm like, man, like, am I failing? Like, am I, but then it's like, no, like I'll, I just, I'm me and I'm, I just want to be me. I'm not trying to be anybody else. Like, do you find like that being an issue with people? And then even maybe spending recklessly trying to compare, trying to be a part of something they're really yeah. not, that they should never have any business, like they have no business yeah. being a part of. Like, I have friends, I feel I was just, you know, interested in what you've seen. Yes, a hundred percent. And at any age, even at 52 <laughs> men, we're comparing and it happens and it, you can't stop it. So it's just part of being a human being. Um, so it doesn't, the comparison doesn't go away. However, what I've realized is when I've really compared myself and I'm like, oh, then you start to feel gross about yourself or you're not worthy. Right. And then you have all that negative energy, but here's the, here's the reality of it is that if you really went into that other person's life and opened up the hood and looked at what they're showing you outside and what's really inside, you may find something very different. Right. And so many times I find is like, oh, I really don't want that. Like, right. would I want their money? Would I want their lifestyle? Sure. But knowing what, how they're living behind the Instagram scroll, like, yeah, I, I'm in a better position. Right. And I think that's what we need to bring to the table because every time I like think I'm like ready to worship someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing human being. I've done it when I've built, um, built my business. I'm like, okay, I'm going to partner with the best and the best. And I start partnering with the best and the best. And I'm like, ew, like right. they're charging me what? And they're not delivering. Like, I don't, I don't want a part of that. I don't like, I used to like put them on a pedestal. And under the hood, I'm like, no. And I saw it over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating how different people are when, you know, you see them in the, on Instagram or maybe, you know, in some different situation. I know this doesn't really have to do with money, but I'll say, so I got to hang out with Neo. Um, I don't know if you know who Neo is, but the you know, R&B artist. Um, oh, the yeah. He was on um, World of Dance. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I got to hang out with him for he a little bit. He was a judge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. And he was the nicest guy I have ever met in my life. Like mm -hmm. the night, like, like how I, I, I felt, you know, more in love with him as a fan than I even was before. I'm like, I'm, you know, always been, been a big fan of him. Um, but like he sat there and talked to my wife and like wanted to know all about like she was, my wife was obviously pregnant and like he wanted to know all about the baby and what we're naming her and when she was due. And like the next time he comes back in town, he's like, Hey, make sure we get to get like, I was like, seriously, he, he was so in tune with, but that it was awesome. And then there's some people I've met that you're like, you know, especially on these, like on Instagram where you know, I've gotten kind of close to him. And then maybe you see him speaking at different conferences or different things like that. And 
like you, you, you value what they're saying because you know, they're saying good stuff. And then you really get to know them and you're like, you're no one who I would want to be. Like, I don't even want to be on the same right. stage as you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, par- yes. I've had, I, you know, I've had people in my life, partners that were completely different once. Like we got really, you know, involved in, you know, partnerships and different things. And they had to completely separate, like there's, it's just, it's just fascinating to me. You know, and I'm very grateful that I grew up in a family that like, you know, my mom and dad were, were ex- extremely wealthy, but they were more known for how they help people and care for people. And they were the same people they were 40 years ago as they are now. Um, like that means more to me. So I'm very grateful that I have that in my life, but some people spend more time trying to keep up with the Jones or buy a better car, or do this and that. And they really like, yeah, see, they're just hurting. Yeah. They're hurting. The hurt people hurt others. And, and when you, you, it's an energy, you can feel the vibe. Like you're like, for sure. like, right. You can feel it and you're like, okay, this person, actually the people that drive you crazy the most are the ones that need your prayer, that, that need right. the, like the grace and stuff. Um, and Neo, in your example, he's probably, I mean, he's probably done a lot of personal development himself. And that's why he's such a good human being because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Right. We're all, we have this perception of like what people have different influence and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we are the same people. And that is like the live wealthy message is like, deal with your crap, raise your self-esteem, always continue to grow, never stop growing. Cause I don't know it all. Right. You don't know it all, Jason. Oh yeah. I definitely None don't. of us know it all right. and always continue to grow, but be comfortable in the growth and realize that, that you also, like you said, you need money. Right. We all need money. Money solves problems. Right. Money can bring happiness and experiences and and better opportunities. So let's not downplay the money too. Like we all want more money. So that's cool too. But that intersection, that right. intersection of building both your wealth and your worth at the same same time is when life actually gets to unfold where we get to live exactly how we choose to live or maybe not exactly, but pretty damn close. Right. And I, I was just going to ask, you know, question of like, you know, you follow the, the, the processes, um, you know, in the book, like what's the, what are the outcomes yeah. you see or like, what can someone expect or what, you know, what is the, you know, what, what what's the process of like the outcome? Um, yeah. You know, like, that. Yeah. The, the outcome is really about um, teaching people to think differently about what's possible for them. So many people feel stuck or they feel like they don't know who to turn to, or they're, they don't want to like, like talk to someone like me because they're afraid of like, I should be farther ahead than I'm at. And I'm not. And I'm all that stuff. We talked about the comparison. Right. Right. And so the outcome is like, Oh, uh, the aha is yes. I don't care if you have X amount of debt or you have X amount of millions of dollars. Like you can transform your life. And I don't care if you're in your twenties or your seventies, you can still transform your life and you deserve, you deserve to live life. That's in alignment with what's really important to you. If you do the work and fully understand yourself. So the aha is like, yeah, I can live wealthy and I just have to make maybe one, maybe four tweaks. Right. But when you make those tweaks, it's the, it's the, the doing those couple of small things. Like you don't have to understand money. You just have to hire a fiduciary. You don't have to understand your taxes. You have to hire somebody that you know by law, you, they have to put your, your best interests in front of theirs. Like you just partner with the right people and you're like, Oh, I can live this. And I don't have to compare. Then when you continue to compare yourself, 
is we're all going to do it. Like I said, the comparison is like, oh, look at their brand new car. That's cool. I don't want that. Right. Or I want that and I'm going to do what I need to do to get that. Right. right? It's, it's, it's a healthier style of being wealthy is really what it is. And by the way, this isn't just money. Like I do this in my, um, in my company. Like I have, uh, I have, I think there's 12 of us now employees. I should know, right? I'm the CEO, but I'm not <laughs> in the company. I work on the company. Now we keep hiring more people. Um, is that I let them li live a live wealthy lifestyle, like, like work week. Right. I have built my business. I have built my company working four days a week. Now, are there seasons where I work more? Of course, right? I'm not here to just like paint a picture that's not real, but I have balance in my life. I have a alignment and I give that to my employees. I'm like, I trust you and I hi have high expectations and I want high results, Right. but I trust you as long as the results are there, you want some freedom. I want you to have freedom. Right. And you're, you know, so this whole live wealthy is really about with money and life. And that's really what it comes down. It actually, it just comes down to life because money is just a tool again, right? It's how do we choose to spend our time? Right. And when you get that right, the money will follow if you're, if you either hire the right type of people or you do it yourself the right way. That's so good. I love that. And it, there's so many lessons in there, especially like, you know, hitting on, you know, being a boss or a manager or a CEO or a business owner, whatever, whatever, you know, someone is is you can use this balance. You can use this live wealthy. You can use this in, in all areas of your life. And, you know, talking mm -hmm. about culture camp and teams and different things, like it's, it's important to be able to like, our, I think it's so cool that you can help empower individuals. You can give them, um, you know, kind of maybe not free range, but basically like you're more focused on the outcome than you are just punching and punching. Like it's just, we're, Hey, we're going to win. Like we're more focused on winning. Um, I kind of like break it down to sports. Like, look, I don't care how many minutes that you play a game. Let's just win the game. Like if you're, mm -hmm. you know, doing, if you're doing good, you're doing good. If you're doing bad, you're doing bad, but let's just win the game. Let's really focus on the outcome and the results we're getting yeah. And with a lot of positions. Like, you know, we got 150 employees, 160 employees and a lot of, you know, my positions, you can't, can't do that. Cause maybe it's a, you know, a receptionist and they need to work or different things, but there's some, um, you know, corporate employees that I'm like, Hey, like just focus on getting the outcome. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're remote. I don't care if you're in Tahiti, we just got to focus on the outcome of what we're getting. Mm -hmm. And I generally get way more out of them and they're generally living you know, happier and living like what you call a balanced life. Like I think that's so important mm -hmm. because I don't want people burning out. I don't want people unhappy. I want people spending time with their family because literally one of our core values, I have a culture, we have culture cards, uh, one of, on our, everybody keeps them on their person at all times. I've got one in my wallet here. Um, one of our values is family and eight, like, you know, we act like a family, but I want you to value your family. So if you got things mm -hmm. like, let's, let's chat about that, but it's so important to live that wealthy life, like a life of abundance or like an entire yeah. life, like wealthy financially, wealthy, you know, internally wealthy, like where you give, like there, I, I love the whole balance, yeah. complete life because there's so many managers or business owners or CEOs or people that completely don't. And they're not fun to work with or they're not fun to be right. around. Like, yes, it's, it's yes. just it's the culture that you don't want to be a part of. A hundred percent. And what real, we're all adults, right? So if you create this cult culture on being, you know, in your position and what you do and lead people, but you lead with like, our, we have company core values too. And I'm like, if we're, and I have people evaluate themselves on the company values and where are they falling short? And one of our core values is results, right? And it's about getting the results. And, and if we don't get the results for our, 
ourselves. We're not getting them for our clients as well. And we owe that to each other as a team. We owe it to our, our clients. And so, um, it's super, super important to let people have the company's core values and their core values and understanding where they fit in all of that. And I always tell people like, if this isn't the right culture fit for you, we're not, you know, we don't want you here because I know that I'm not going to be able to trust you. And life comes down to trust, right? right? Especially in our financial business. It's like all about trust. If I can't trust my employees to work remote and get their stuff done, then I don't like, I'm doing a disservice to my clients too. And you like in your, like we all are, right? right. It's not just about the car. It's about the integrity of the car and what, how it's going to save your life. And it's about how you feel in the car. Like there's all these things, right? So I think the biggest thing is, is really about, you know, you're, you're a little different because you have lots of, lots more employees to, you know, because your business is so different and you can't have your pulse on 150, right, right? Right. Like I can have my pulse on 12. Um, but it's still about everything in business stems from leadership. For sure. And it stems from, you know, the expectation that you set of it needs to be high and it needs to be where they're stretched, but it also needs to be at that same, like we under, like we value family. And if there's something going on, we get it. However, right. However, there's still a result that you have to meet. Exactly. It's a high standard, right? so, high standard, right? It's mm-hmm. the, it's mm-hmm. the winning culture. It's a winning. Cause sometimes when you talk about culture, people were like, Oh, then we can't fire anybody. And it's everybody gets a trophy mm-hmm. and no, no, like no. we're going to have to sacrifice. No. Like, like right now, like it's a grind right now in our company. Like it is a grind. And like, I'm owning the truth that we like, it is a struggle mm-hmm. grind, right? Like, I've yeah. I've gone back into the dealerships. Like I'm not in a corporate office anymore. I'm going to the dealerships every single day. Like I'm trying to do everything I can to be like more in the pulse because I kind of let it go a little bit. But then, you know, some stuff happened and the market got this and that and the other. And so mm-hmm. now I'm having to go back to the good old days, which is funny because like I always thought I wanted to be in an office and wanted to have this corporate thing and wanted, then I got there and I'm miserable. But now I'm, I, I'm the happiest I've been in a very long time going back. Like we talk about like wellness, like that was what I needed was the energy from people or like actually having confidence in what we can do instead of seeing it from a more global perspective. I'm like, okay, now I'm in there and I'm okay. Now I have a clear line, you know, a path, what I want to, how we're going to get through this and what's going to happen. And so I'm having a lot of fun, but you know, it's, it's interesting when, you know, it, it, like what my, what my mind wanted and what I, when I wanted to do different things and this and that and the other, but when you have that clear path forward and you have that confidence and you have, you know, what you really, really, really want and everybody's aligning on the same page and, you know, you're getting people aligned on the same page instead of, you know, talking about it, you're being about it. Magic happened. Like, it, like we've flip flopped yeah. the whole entire culture into that winning culture, not just a, Oh, you know, Hey, like we're just going to exist. And I'm like, no, like, I love people, but if we can't sustain the payroll or sustain all these people, then we have to obviously make changes. Right. It's super uncomfortable, but it's the, uh, that, that is the ugly part of, of entrepreneurship, right? Or like, or business ownership where you have to make these decisions of people's lives, but it's like, okay, you have to lay off a handful to save the many. Yeah. Like you have to, com- you have to adjust like, you know, smartly to, to be able to do this, but you know, you can do it with good culture. People, you know, people have been appreciative for their time here. Like it's been, it's been really, really shitty. I'm not going to lie, but it's been, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, but then I have Absolutely. a responsibility for the company. So I can't just right. keep floating 
everything, but it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's, but like it's laying that foundation of culture until now and being able to make these shifts and everybody being in alignment. So it's been, sorry, it's a little bit, a little bit of a rant, but it, like I'm going through that right no, now and it's, you, it's, it's tough, but it's, you gotta do what you gotta yeah. do. You know, and part of it is too, it's like when, when things are good, when times are good, it's not getting too fat at that time. It's not like buying the $250,000 car. It's not, but you know what I mean? It's right. like, don't get fat when things are good because what you need to do is you need to sock money away in emergency funds because in the dealership, car dealership business, in any business, it ebbs and flows. I get paid on the market. You know, um, my income was down $200,000 last year and I didn't lay off anybody, but it's like, because when you have the right plan, you don't, you know, you don't have to get, when you have emergency funds, then like the bad, you know, the bad times are going, they always happen. They happen for a short period of time, by the way, right. they're not very long, but it's about making those good decisions. And there's so much opportunity when things are like, when things are low too, it's like what that that's when you get the creative thinking hat on and be like, okay, how do we make adjustments? What do we need to do? And sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes people need to, to, you have to let people go. And I get that. But, um, but and that hurts, but it's like making good decisions when things are going well, cause they are going to come back and things are going to be great. Yep. It's just not getting too fat, not getting too fat, not getting too many vacations, like still have fun. Don't get me. I'm the funnest financial advisor you'll ever meet. Like, but you don't have to get crazy, crazy, crazy fun where you owe it to your business when things, when times go down right. that you, um, we'll do the right thing. And that's what life's about. It's about doing the right things when people aren't looking. For sure. No. And I, and I feel like that is exactly like what culture is, right? Is how are you operating when no one's looking or how are you, like, how is your company operating when nobody's looking? And you know, you're, you're so, so right. Um, this has been an unbelievable conversation, Don. Thank you so much. This has been, this has been awesome. It's a very different perspective of money that I haven't it, maybe I've like thought about it, but I, like you, you, you put it together in a completely different way that I'm like, now I'm just thinking about like so many opportunities, so many different things that I probably can view differently. So I'm really excited to get the book and, you know, yes. share it with different people. And then I'll make sure it's, um, you know, we share links all on social media and stuff like that to, to, to get yeah, out there. And the, important. Yeah. And, and the book. And, um, if anyone that is part of your audience that wants a discount into, um, I have a finance, I have a course called grow it where it's a comprehensive financial plan. So you don't have to go to the bank and worry that someone's going to sell you something that's really expensive and you're going to be put in an investment product, right? right. If, um, that's the big thing. So we have your audience can have access to grow, which is a financial planning tool where you get to put in your own information into the tool. And if you want a one-on-one -on -one with a wealth advisor, you can have one to help implement the, the tool. And if people have more than a half a million dollars of investable assets, then I do have the relevant financial planning firm. And I, and I bring that up, not because I'm trying to sell. Um, but I bring that up because my number one initiative for the next 15 to 20 years is building a foundation for the younger generation. You have a baby girl. Yep. You're, that's okay. I, my foundation is going to help your baby girl someday make really good decisions about wealth and worth that is not taught in school. And I gathering people's assets and helping them with their financial and doing really good work because the work is beyond me. The right. work is for this next generation. I love that. And that's so, so important because 
like our, our kids are the future, right? Like I got a five-year-old daughter, then I got one due literally any minute. Um, dude, you're broke, dude, <laughs> no. dude, you better, you better fix those. Mar- <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love the, I mean, and that's the hard part is like, you know, my daughter can tell me to do anything and I'm like, sure, we'll, we'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. so I got to create those boundaries and teach her the value of money. Um, but no, like, I'm, I'm super, super excited, but I, I do worry about that or like it is, it is all like on top of mind of like how I want them to be, how they're to value money. Cause, um, my mom and dad were so, I mean, we had a time clock growing up of, you know, we had to do a chore uh, or not really a chore, but a job. We would literally go clock in, clock out of the job and have the right description of what we did. And my mom and dad would pay yeah. it. Like it was, it, it's pretty interesting, funny story, but, um, I don't know. Like it's, so it's just a weird, weird thing of like, I bust my ass to give my daughter everything, but then it's like, but I don't mm-hmm. want to give her everything. Right. Like it's, it's that. And don't. Cause I did, I grew up in that scarcity household too. And I remember thinking when my daughters were, they're 18 months apart when they, I was like, oh gosh, before they're six, they have formed their belief about their self and their wealth by the time they're age six. And so I remember not wanting to create any scarcity in their minds, but then it kind of backfired because then I gave them too much without, you know, like teaching them. And now that they're leaving the nest, it's like, Oh my, you know, they're like, yeah, can I have the, I need this and this, like this and that and that. I'm like, girls, no, now you're going to have, like, I almost feel like I'm bringing them down. Right. Right. And I feel like it's kind of my fault um, because I want them to value money and I want them to, you know, and I try to teach, I've tried to teach them, not sure how much they listen, but um, be very cognizant of having the, the, like the right balance. It's like, you know, and as a dad with girls, like so hard. Right. Oh yeah. So hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, my daughter asked me for anything. I'm like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but, but that's going to impact not just her financial wealth, but her relationship with what she expects in the future from a future husband. Too, yes, so. I know. Um, her yeah. future husband yeah. is definitely screwed. So we'll see. how. That yes. Goes. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Don, thank you so much for, for this conversation. Where can people find you at? Yeah, my name Don Dalby D A W N D A H L B Y and any platform. I have a beautiful website too. I'd love for you to pop around on the website and get to know us and um, lots of free resources there too. Okay, I love it. Hey, last thing I want to ask you is, how, what is your definition of success? How do you define success? Living wealthy. I love it. Internal security, where my self esteem, where I feel good in my own skin. And having the financial security to pro- that'll provide me and my family exactly what's important to us. I love so that. So that's what it is. It's living wealthy. I love it. If you like this show, please share it. Go follow Don on social media and look at our website. It, it really is a beautiful website. I was jamming on there for a little bit and uh, yeah, I, I already learned some learned some stuff. So I'm very excited awesome. to read your book. Go check out the book if you haven't listened or uh, if you you know haven't checked it out yet. And yeah, Don, thank you for, for being Perfect. on here. And uh, yeah, we'll see everybody on the next episode of Culture Camp. Thank you. Thank you.